like it was all paying off in that like one event and I was like like kind of scared out of my mind but also like super excited for what the future held. Young people are change makers. Visionaries. Courageous. Optimistic. Getting things done. Leaders. And activists. We all have a story to share. It's time to pass the mic. Join us, Yuera Nyota, Luke Sheely, and Sam Chan, on hashtag PassTheMicYouth, as young people involved with all aspects of activism share their story. Because our voices matter. Over the past year, there have been a lot of youth-led rallies, such as School Strikes for Climate and the March of Our Lives. But what does organizing a rally actually look like? This week, we spoke with Emily Weinberg about the process of planning a mental health rally last summer. Mental health is a topic that's often stigmatized. Talking about it has come with a lot of baggage and social taboo. Thanks to many young activists who are sharing their stories, there's been a shift in how we speak about mental health. Young people are starting to be more open about their experiences of seeking help and going to therapy. One of the things that's helped reduce the stigma surrounding mental health is education. And as you'll hear more about later, that's something Emily's very passionate about. Um, so my name is Emily Weinberg, and I'm from Massachusetts. Um, I'm really passionate about activism for mental health, as well as for um, gun violence prevention and just human rights in general. Um, I started getting involved in mental health activism after my freshman year when I was um, hospitalized for my depression. I felt very isolated when I was there, but then I began to understand that if I wanted to get better, I had to be able to talk about the things that were going on. Um, and so because of that, I was able to open up to my therapist and able to begin the long process of recovery. And throughout that process, I've discovered that the more I talk about things and the more open I am, the more or the easier it is for me to heal um, and move forward. So I continue being an advocate for mental health because not only does it help others, but it also helps me in my recovery process. Emily's experience of her own mental health journey is what inspires her activism. That isolation she felt while at the hospital fueled her desire to learn more about how the brain works and then share that information with other young people through an organization she created called Sofrenseen Mental Health. Sofrenseen is a Greek concept for achieving a healthy state of mind through a balanced life. When I first started Sofrenseen, it was just me posting on my Instagram. Like, I made a special Instagram account for it. Um... I posted, like, different pictures, like, different infographics about mental health, suicide prevention, um, anxiety, self-care. Um, but then I was like, wow, I really want to do, like, more than just, like, reposting information. Um, because there were a lot of accounts out there that did similar things. And if you're trying to combat um, mental health stigma, like, you can't really have that as your entire overall goal because... Um, what I've discovered is that you really need, like, a tangible, like, action plan, like, a step um, towards something. So, like, addressing, like, one of the main causes. Um, and for me, what stuck in my head was education. 
Emily ended up having to be in the hospital for almost a month. She was having some health complications that eventually led her to having her tonsils removed. But she wanted to make the best of a bad situation, and she was still thinking a lot about how mental health education could be improved. So I had a lot of free time on my hands, and I was thinking to myself, and I was like, wow, I really like want to come out of me being sick for a month of school um, and have something that like I can say, like, wow, I did this. I'm so proud of this. Um, And so um, I started on making a website on Wix. And first it was just like some hotlines, um, a blog post about like my journey being hospitalized. Um, And then eventually I started, like I had this idea, like what if I were to do like a brain tour? Um, what if I were to show people like the different parts of the brain and like what they're controlled by? Like where do your emotions come from? Like what chemicals control anxiety? Um, and so I started doing more research and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do like an interactive kind of like brain map um, so that other teens who kind of like feel like they're out of control in a way, like they don't understand what's going on, um, can, like, find kind of, like, a, a reason for what's going on. I branched out from there, and then I did a timeline of mental health, um, so that people can see that while there's still a lot of stigma, mental health education and mental health, like, conversations have come such a long way from, like, lobotomies and, like, brain drilling. Um, For me, something that, like, was important for my recovery journey was seeing, like, that there's, like, a reason that these things happen, and it's not so completely out of my control that I can't even understand it. Um, So, like, understanding it from the chemical point, like, really did make an impact in my life. That year, a state bill in Massachusetts was introduced that would increase mental health education in public schools. From her own experience, Emily believed that students learning more about mental health would help them better manage their own mental health as well. She wanted to support this bill, so she started planning a rally. I started out with the permit. That's like what you want to get done right away because everything else counts on you getting the permit, basically. It took a while to go through. I had to have a couple phone calls And at some points, it did feel kind of like I was being talked down to a little bit. Um, But, you know, I remembered that not everyone understands what I'm capable of, but I know my own capabilities. And so I I just pushed through. Emily worked with a group of her friends from school to plan the march. In order to get the all important permit, they had to fundraise $750. They also worked to promote the event, even working with some documentary filmmakers to help spread the word. And so basically the last couple weeks were very stressful because I had finals. I had a lot of different things going on at once, but I got it done. And I said, okay, I'm going to take it one day at a time. And I didn't get very much sleep. The rally was at like 11, I think. And before then, I had stayed up all night working on a like a banner with my friend. We stayed up till like 2 a.m., not gonna lie. Um, (laughs) I was kind of drowsy, but mostly I think, you know, I was still nervous. I was still, I was still like afraid, 
that people weren't going to show up, like, at all. Like, I didn't think anybody was going to show up, to be honest. Um, but we ended up having, like, 30 people, and as we were, like, driving in the car, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is actually, like, happening. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, all of these nights of me, like, trying to freaking fill out permit request things, and trying to get grants, trying to get companies to donate to us, trying to get people to donate, like, it was all paying off in that, like, one event, and I was, like, like, kind of scared out of my mind, but also, like, super excited for what the future held. One of the unique things about the event was that it wasn't just a rally for this bill stuck in the legislature. They were aiming to fight the stigma against mental health by being completely open about their mental health. We had little ribbons, which were for each of the different like categories of like mental health essentially um so there was some for personality disorders some for learning disabilities some for eating disorders um and anxiety disorders depressive disorders all sorts of things um and we really wanted to have those there so that people were able to have more open conversations um because sometimes it can be kind of daunting to like go up to somebody and like say hey like what do you have um, it doesn't really seem like something that you can really have put into a conversation. So we wanted it to be easier for people to have these conversations at the mental health rally. So even if you weren't personally, like, affected, like, if you weren't personally diagnosed with a disorder, you could wear the ribbon to show that, um, somebody in your life has been diagnosed and you have been affected in some way. But it really did help start conversations, um, and my friends and I showed up with, like, ribbons and ribbons, like, a rainbow of ribbons. Um, after the um, rally ended, I felt very refreshed, um, like a bag of bricks had been lifted off my back. Um, and also, like, I was going to go crash in my bed for, like, the whole day. But most importantly, I felt accomplished I realized that the amount of people isn't really what matters, and it's more about the impact that you make, the, like, um, the work that you do, the work that you put in, and how much, like, effort and dedication that you put into a movement. Even if not many people show up, you still know that, like, what you're doing is important, and I think, like, that's, like, a big part of activism that I've kind of, kind of had to learn is, like, that your activism isn't always going to be validated, but the point is that you still feel good about it. Like, it still makes you feel good, but it's, it's kind of, like, up to you to, like, take pride in your own work. It's not always going to be, like, people are thanking you left and right for it. This was a really interesting episode for me because just like Emily, when I was in high school, I also organized March. And going into it, I really didn't have any idea of the amount of work that it was going to require. I didn't know that um, I had to get an entire permit and like that that would actually cost money. And we also have to have other sorts of public officials um, involved and jump through a lot of hoops. Um, as well as like the amount of fundraising and advertising that we would need to do. So I think this entire experience um, is really good 
to hear for anybody who is interested in doing something like that. Because it, yes, it does take a lot of work and you do have to um, work with a lot of different people. And sometimes those people may not really believe um, exactly what you're doing and that you'll be able to do it, like Emily said. Um, but if you are persistent and you do your research well and you also find other people who are willing to help you, whether it be adults or other young people, you can really achieve something very meaningful. And it sounded like at the end, Emily realized that it was definitely meaningful to her community and that the people who attended got something from it, but also it was meaningful to herself. I really appreciated, as Luke said, how Emily worked with her friends to make this march happen. I definitely think when you do any sort of social change or social movement, you can't do it alone. It really requires a community and working together with others and leaning on each other, especially because there's just so much work that needs to be done and having others to support you is crucial. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that one of the um, sort of misconceptions about activism work is that it's supposed to be very tiring and you're supposed to give your all and you're supposed to just sort of keep running and running and running even when you're on empty. And so having that community is very important and making sure that you are not trying to do everything yourself. And so I really appreciated Emily highlighting, you know, how she and her friends were all working together to make this uh, rally happen. Um, I also appreciated when she said that at the end she finally got to rest because rest is very important. Um, So I'm glad that she finally did uh, get around to taking some well-needed time for herself and um, making sure that she was... um, back on um 100 yeah absolutely like finding that balance in the work that you're doing with also how you are feeling and the energy that you have is really important because we may not feel like it but i mean that like affects us a lot in the way that um, we act and the way that we can think and so i think if you are able to both achieve that balance of what you need and what you need to do for your cause you end up um, being able to work on your cause a lot better and you people will um, see that you are also taking care of yourself and you'll be more effective at what you're trying to accomplish in the first place. Something that Emily said that really stood out to me was when talking about mental health and activism work in it, it is huge just stopping the stigma around mental health. That is a huge task that not one person can do. With that, I really like that she talked about making a tangible action plan as well. Having steps to get to where you want and doing what you can with what you have is crucial. And I think she did exactly that with starting her own website and planning this march. She did what she could in order to help the overall mission of stopping the stigma around mental health. Yeah, what I found really interesting, too, is that um, while she did end up creating that website, she started out with an Instagram page, which I think is a lot um, easier to create, and that she found that, well, this is effective. Um, Let me expand on that. And so she went from just reposting what other people had uh, done to creating her own content. And then eventually, when she had more time, she was able to um, use her other resources and then create that website. And then from there, she um, went and actually planned the rally and so all of that i think really built on itself and so it really shows how those little actions that we take um, if you keep pursuing them you keep doing them you keep digging deeper you can uh, really build something very powerful and, and something that can educate people and connect people i really appreciate how emily was able to talk about how you need to validate your own work and the progress you make you won't always get it you won't always have a huge crowd showing up for you and you might not always have people telling you great job But it's important to remember that your work is meaningful and important, even if 
it isn't exactly how you planned it to be. And if others aren't telling you that, it's really important to remind yourself of your self-worth and the fact that this work is important. How do you do that, Sam? That's a great question and something I'm still working on. For me, I think it includes stepping back and reminding myself that this work is important. And honestly, for me, deplugging from social media, where I think validation is always so instant and contagious, whether that's the number of likes or the comments or the messages and reminding myself that this work is important, taking some time to unplug and do that. How about you, Nuera? How do you do it? Um, I think that uh, when it comes to trying to seek validation only from yourself and not really from other people. Um, I think it, it definitely becomes an issue, especially in mental health activism, because that sort of that journey is very personal. And so when you get to a point where you feel like you can actually share that with the world, um, maybe not being supported in the way that you would hope is a little disheartening. Um, so I think that it's very admirable um, for Emily to, you know, sort of keep pushing and make, keep, you know, go for graduate from Instagram to, um, starting her own website to organizing her own rally to push for legislation. Um, I mean, that's a huge leap. And I think that just sort of focusing on why you started and for her, it's a very personal place where she started. And so focusing on that initial goal that she had and then, um, building a community of people who, also support that goal is the best way to achieve it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to check us out on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pass the Mic Youth. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and subscribe. We want to give a huge thank you to Emily for taking the time to talk with us. The website we mentioned in the episode is sovereignscenementalhealth.com. Also, we want to give a shout out to Ayo Norm, who produced the music you're listening to right now. We want to pass the mic to you. To make your voice heard on this podcast, the submission link is available at passthemikeyouth.com. This week's submission comes from Thomas Jackson, who writes about his struggles with mental health. Over, a poem by Thomas Jackson. Replacing cracked tile, the result of a fall, instead of facing the cause. Over and over again, my limbs lose their bearing. I drop down, sending thunder through each ceramic square, forming faults for future falls to widen, preparing them to direct the force of mistakes outward. Disappointment, like a magic aura, an oil slick lining my skin, my skin that covers the bruises of failure over and over again.